It takes money. I would be so disappointed if it turned. I thought I was getting Barry, Barry Mundy and it was a gibbon. See, and you make fun of me for not knowing Chop Suey. At least I know the Bee Gees. I'm so lame. Well, I feel like I might have slightly more intellect than a turtle. I'm not very cool. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Seaboat. Queen Radio. Insane ramblings. Wasps. Shit. We can get rid of them, right? No. Why? What do you mean? In general? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, this is how a lot of problems in Australia start. Because <laughs> you you're going to suggest, like, let's import, like, barbed-tongued frogs. No, no. I'm just saying, like... Nature... Here we go. Here's an analogy. Get your pens out, kids. Nature is a very complicated game of Jenga. I don't doubt that. So I, I'm just nervous when everyone says, let's remove a block. I hate wasps, but I hear you I just, that. I just think as far as the, uh, the ecosystem is concerned... Definitely something eats them. Yeah, but the same things would surely eat bees, right? I often... Oh, no, I can't say that. would be too unpopular. What, you, <laughs> you're afraid work. that a lot of bee fans are going to no, come and get you? No, just like when they're like so many species were wiped out and yeah. then they're like, oh, but 99% of them are bugs. I care less. You're like, I, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I do care a bit less. Well, yeah, because bugs are largely a nuisance. <laughs> and hence why I feel like we can get rid of wasps and be fine. I, well, I, vote, I hate spiders, but I guess there's spider fans out there. Well, spiders... There's no wasp fans. I feel like no one's giving wasps as pets. Spiders catch flies, which is good. Do they? Oh, kind of, yeah. That's the whole thing. They're yeah, building webs 24 7. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I don't hang out with spiders. I don't know what they're up to lately. Well, I don't plus, know what their jam is. Plus, there's a lot of. I fucking um, hate them, so don't want to know what they're up to. Like, whenever people bring up spider facts, mm-hmm. it's always Ugh, like, oh, did you know? The word makes me. Like, I'm imagining them now. They're so gross. Well, there's like a lot of talk about the, uh, the web being one of the strongest materials in terms of its size and stuff. Right. So yeah. I feel like scientists give it like another 20, 30 years. We'll be able to harness that and make some kind of useful material from spider or like, yeah, okay. like artificial spider's webs. It's going to pave the way uh, for something. I got like, so I hate, like I'm so terrified of spiders that saying the word this often now yeah, is like bringing it up you. for me. Well, let's go back to a, a nicer wasps. topic. Of yeah, wasps. let's go back to something yeah. more pleasant. The... Unkillable stingy machine. Right. But I feel like bees just shit all over wasps. As oh, spy- in so many ways. Yeah. Like, first of all, if they're going to attack you, they're one and done. Yeah. So. You've got to commit. Yeah. <laughs> they got to really feel threatened. A yeah. wasp stinging willy-nilly. They don't care. Yeah. And it's like, well, it doesn't Do you affect me. you want to hear a cool bee and wasp fact? Have I told you this before? I mean, I, it's hard to say before you've told it to so me. So, bees and wasps are at war. Congratulations for noticing. Mm-hmm. And um, bees, I want to say, can handle heat that's like 0.01 of a degree higher than wasps. Okay. So when they've got a wasp invasion in their hive, they all vibrate and heat it up to the heat that they can handle, but the wasps can't. So this is good information because maybe we, this is how we defeat the wasps. Mm-hmm. Once it's what the all. Beach Boys song, Good Vibrations, is oh, actually about. Wow. They were <laughs> yeah. much more scientifically minded. <laughs> yeah. I thought and it was all uh, surfing and whatnot. They're actually on the beach to stay away from wasps. <laughs> There's much less <laughs> in, outside of the wooded areas. Sure. <laughs> Fuck, I hate wasps. And me too. And mm. I believe I'm you know, on the rest of the world's side with this one. Yeah. Like, there's very few people going, fuck yeah, love Because I've, like, I've been stung by a bee and it was a bad day. Yeah. 
like top 10 bad days. But you're stung by a wasp. So much worse. Uh, no, I was just going to say, but I don't hate them as much because I'm like, well, you, you, give, you give and you taketh away. Exactly. We've got honey. It's a fair deal. To get stung once in my life. Yeah. yeah. But you've never been stung by a wasp? Well, I don't know. I didn't interrogate the bee or wasp. I didn't interrogate the insect as it laid on the ground as to, like, who sent you? <laughs> I don't know. It could have been a wasp. Okay. I don't know. I well, ran away. As someone who's been stung by both, wasps is like... Well, they keep coming back for more. Is that what made it worse? Or it is actually objectively one sting? Well, that's definitely part of it. But right. in terms but of But sting like, for sting. Yeah. If you've got one on each leg, could you tell the difference? Like Absolutely. Coke and Pepsi test? Oh, I could do the wasp bee <laughs> test. Like, you could? Blindfolded, no problem. If, uh, but they both only got to do one. Yeah. It's, it's like no really? comparison. Yeah. Like I've been bitten. I've been stung by a bee and be like, oh, that's annoying. But- oh, maybe I was stung by a wasp then. Because this was the worst. And then I was later stung by a bee as I grew up. And I was like... So I've actually been stung twice now that I remember. I was like, fuck, I was a sissy as a child because this is not that bad. Yeah, well, I had... So I'm thinking first time wasp, second time bee then. I had a similar experience. As like, the saying goes. Long time listeners might remember I was you stung. Me once, <laughs> <laughs> if you wasp me once. If you sting me once, shame on bee. If you sting me twice, it's not a bee. Shame on bee. You should have just finished that. Shame on wasp because they can't sting you twice. Sure. Get it? Sort of. <laughs> Long time listeners will remember I uh, I got stung by a wasp nest. Like I got I got attacked by a whole hive. Yes. Like the end of My Girl. It was basically My Girl Three. Yeah, it is. is that My Girl Three? No, I'm saying like my life is My Girl Three. How so? Because I also got attacked by. A Isn't that my? Swarm. I, that's what I said. Is that My Girl Three? I there is no was, My Girl Three. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> My grill. My I thought it was my girl one where he dies from It wife. is. Okay. Thank you. Do I need to explain this to you? Yes. Explain the joke. Much like my girl, <laughs> I got stung by a hive of... Why wouldn't that be my girl too? Because that exists. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're good now? <laughs> no. But go on. He's, he's dead for my girl too. And oh, So geez. I feel like it's a much more somber film. Yeah. Also, whose girl is she? She's still the same. She's just our girl she, too. Well, I guess she's still his girl, but she's, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> so much like Macaulay Culkin, I was attacked, but... Uh, you lived. I, I survived to tell the tale and <laughs> decades later... Yeah. Try to devise a plan to kill all wasps. Oh, uh, did you? Well, bees could help you, for starters. Trained bees, number one plan. Yeah, well, this is what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. So I got stung at least a dozen times on my ear alone. Holy shit, are you serious? I yeah. don't remember this. It obviously traumatized me. How old were you? I'm going to say about 13. I sort of known you at the time. We probably, like, around the same time that we met, yeah. Is that how I got interested in you? Like, well, this guy's got a <laughs> fucked up ear. What's his story? <laughs> Hey, cauliflower ear, come yeah. over here. For some reason, I'm imagining myself on a big, like, a throne, like, ruling the year eight room. Like, hey, you are the cauliflower ear. What's your story? Come over here. <laughs> considering the story you told last week about... How not, I didn't have any friends. And how you, like, couldn't even eat McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're uh, really inflating your uh, opinion of yourself in year eight now. Oh, definitely. I was really badly bullied. So I've obviously paved over that memory with (laughs) this one. So I I got stung by wasps like all over my body that day. Shit. But particularly my ear. They got in like my pants and... Oh my God. Yeah, it was bad. Wiener? Luckily, unaffected. (laughs) Although maybe it would have been, you know, it's like, well... On the plus side, now it's like three times. That's what I, w- I wasn't going to go there because I didn't want to joke about your trauma, but I'm glad that you did. 
you didn't become the wasp? No, unlike a Marvel movie, yeah. I, I didn't get any superpowers. No, powers. no. all downsides. No one you hate wasps. No superpowers. No giant wang. Yeah, just a <laughs> That's cauliflower the ear. Tragedy of them all. Yeah, if if you could get stung by a wasp and they gave you a giant wang as a consequence, <laughs> then I would not be anti-wasp. Here, here is hypothetical. Yeah, you have to get stung twenty times by a wasp. Yeah, at the same time, like not throughout your life. Yeah, over your body, but for the rest of your life, you'll have a penis in the top ten percent size. Do you do it? <laughs> Um, it I'll, remains like, like it's, uh, For some I, reason it makes your penis grow It's just yeah. the amount of venom or something Because I already had the incident Yeah That doesn't count, right? No It's like I've got to It's like turbo wasps It's like you've got to go something. again Yeah Can I just opt to You've got to go again Well, like I'm just thinking Yeah, wasps right? are mutated And now their venom grows your penis to the 90th percentile Like if I say no mm. Is that it? Am I, is my like chance Do gone? Do you hear a, a buzzing? Do you think they're coming together? <laughs> my point is, I don't want to... Like, if I say yes... If, sorry, if I say no, is that my opportunity missed? Oh, I don't... like. Can you change your mind? Why? What makes you ask? Because I don't want to say yes, I'll take all my stings. Mm. And then the next day I'm just strolling through the park and 20 wasps attack me. <laughs> and now I'm like, great. I could have no. just, I it, just waited. It's this particular brand of wasps, I guess. It's like... Durex wasps. So a wild wasp attack won't have this effect. Okay, so I have to like go out of my way to yeah. commit to. That's right. The Durex wasp. But can I do this? Like, is this a one-time deal? As in, if I say no now, can I say yes like five years from now? Why? Why is that important? Because so far, length it's- of being single important. <laughs> I'm just saying, so far it's not been a problem. But what if like, <laughs> what if a woman is like really? Going like, I don't know, she just had like a boyfriend that was like a porn star or something and now I don't compare. And so I'm like, I can fix this baby. (laughs) You're like, I really am into her, but she's just like hung up on my penis size. Yeah. And so I'm like, where's the wasp guy? Where's the wasp guy? Yeah. Okay. I was more thinking that you were like, I'll wait and see what other guys do. No, like if I can keep this as an option in my back pocket. No, then I'll then I'll uh, random. It's like jury duty. You just get a letter in the mail and it says, "Do you want the wasps or not?" <laughs> but like, and you get you can put it off like you're like, "Oh, I'm on vacation that yeah, day," or yeah. like you know, I'm in the hospital or I run my own business. But eventually, they stop asking. Do I know? Like, is it like you get three chances throughout no, your you life? No, you don't know. It's like jury duty. Okay, so it could happen again. It could not. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say no then. Really? Well, I mean, like. Again, it's not like this has been a problem that's been plaguing me, <laughs> but I feel like any woman that is like so hung up on that, mm-hmm. it's it's probably a bigger issue. See, in the I was more thinking, what if you say no and then like ninety percent of men say yes? And now I, but you're the, like you're laughably small, basically. Mm, that's a good point. But mm. the ninetieth percentile, <laughs> then yeah. then that changes. Yeah, that is true. Of pre-wasp penis, then I'll have to say. <laughs> we have to, yeah, establish. There's a lot of stipulations. Yeah, it's not like they get laughably large. Like if you're the guy at the end, it's like, well, 90% of men have taken this up. So the 90th percentile is now six foot. And hideously transformed from wasp stings. Yeah. I think this could actually work in my favor. All right. I will be someone's fetish. <laughs> 
I'm be, looking for a normal human penis, yeah, man. That'll be a whole. Everyone is hideously deformed <laughs> right. now. Like every um, man's penis is over seven feet. <laughs> every Craigslist post will be going like, "Do you have I, a non do, yeah wasp in heart? Have you penis? not been stung by twenty rare wasps? <laughs> because seemingly every other guy on this website has, in an attempt to get a giant schlong." <laughs> And I'm sick of it. It was fun for a while, but there's only so much the body can handle. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. Oh my God, we hadn't done that yet. This is Vicky. And uh, this is episode 202 of Insane Ramblings. A very risky episode. I think I'm enlarged, but okay. It's uh, a bit of both. But uh, you made a big move on uh, Facebook recently. I kind of got to that point in a friendship where you try and step it up a notch. And it's always risky. Okay. So this person is my boyfriend's friend's girlfriend. Yep. So we're talking like another female friend. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like I didn't specifically meet her and we're not really – like I don't dislike her. I like her. But we're not really friends. We're kind of like – well, our partners are friends and we kind of know each other because of that. Yeah, yeah. You've – you know, hung out enough times because your boyfriends just happened to uh, drag you along or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So I saw something on Facebook and I was like, oh, that really reminds me of her. Yeah. And so I tagged her in it and that felt risky. It felt like you were stepping things up to the next level. Communicating directly with her. What was, it was like, this is some kind of event or? Yeah, it was just like an event. Exactly. That was happening near her house that I thought would be right up her alley. But I'm like, is this gone too far? Am I not supposed to notice your interests? Are we like, <laughs> do we communicate directly or do I just tell like my boyfriend to tell your boyfriend you might like something? I'm like, it's a risky move. I've yeah, bumped so the friendship up. I'm a, testing the friendship. Was there a thought, oh, do I tag both of them or? No, I think that's weirder. Why? Because I don't know. That would just be weird. I think that if you're the girl in one relationship and there's a girl in another relationship, you have to communicate to her. It's the unspoken rule. Okay. I know, it's just, I'm just thinking that like, it depends so, okay. on the type of event. Or... Imagine you've got a girlfriend mm. and her best friend has a boyfriend. Who yeah. are you talking with if you need to talk to them? I, I think it totally depends on like what you're tagging them in. Like if it was some kind of, I don't know, like a concert that only... Like it's like One a pop music that, yeah, like yeah. it's totally no, no, not no, his No, but I'm type. saying like if you're like, oh, be at our place at seven or something and you can only send one text, who are you texting? I text the the initial friend. Really? Well, unless the other person is just like very uh, flaky with that kind of thing. Like our friend Brendan, right? Yeah. Whenever I need to invite him and his girlfriend somewhere. Oh, I just invite his girlfriend. Yeah, because like he's just so bad at replying to messages. Yeah. And uh, so I know if I send her a text, she's going to get back to me much more promptly. Expediently, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, was it a nervous few hours while you oh, awaited definitely. her response? I was sweating it out. I was like, this is either now we can communicate directly. It's like contacting an alien race. <laughs> but like when you see each other in person, mm. is it like... No, I ignore her. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so I, can see, really I can see your hesitation. Things. Yeah. Like, do you hit it off, like, quite well, or it's more of, like, a, you know, like, a trepidatious... No, like, we get along okay, like, fine, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, like, I know the feeling of, oh, you The first time you tag someone in something or reach out to them directly is nerve-wracking. Yeah, but I feel like it's usually... 
someone that you're interested in. Like, there's less pressure when, like, if this goes poorly. I feel like there's a lot of pressure. That's like my boyfriend's best friend's girlfriend. You already said, like, multiple steps there, you know what I'm saying? Well, I could ruin my relationship with this move. How so? By tagging her in something? Uh, yeah, what if she's like, what a weirdo, you should break up with her. And he's like, I guess you'd know. Nah, like, if, if you were tagging her in, like, some kind of meme that she might be offended by All right, or something, no, then maybe. Like but it's Pepe or something. Yeah, you're saying, like, this is... An event near your house um, you might like. Yeah, down the road. In case you missed all the signage, here's it on Facebook. <laughs> that wasn't like a... Like, what are the chances she's going to be like, I only talk to Vicky in person. No, I just thought it would be weird. Like, it's like, oh, you think about me when I'm not there. Ooh. You, don't you <laughs> want that? I, I do, but yeah. it's just weird. Like, oh, I, we're not friends. Don't <laughs> think that we're friends. Well, how did it go? Did it, it was fine. Did she it pay said, off? This looks great or something in the comment. Have you messaged her since or that no. was the one time? That was so nerve wracking that I'm like, oh. Like with... Um, That'll be enough. I have messaged her since actually. And it was another sweat out because then I went private message. Yeah. So that's taking things next level. Yeah. Sliding into those DMs. I, I know, right? Within two weeks, I've really heated it up. With- but it's it's been you initiating both times because mm-hmm. that's always the thing like... Like when you kiss someone for the first time. Mm. If they don't initiate, that's a bad... I mean, if they don't respond, that's a bad sign. <laughs> well, I'd say someone's got to initiate. Mm-hmm. But, but are you saying... I, th- I feel like it's a good move. It's like, all right, if I made the first move, yeah, I want her to then like initiate the second kiss. Really? Because Be- I think if they've kissed back, that's positive. Yeah, but I feel like there's... I mean, not kissing back, very negative. <laughs> well, if it's not like... I've, they sat there like a cardboard man. Yeah, that I would probably get the hint <laughs> if I'm like kissing a brick wall at this yeah. point. <laughs> that hasn't happened to me, thankfully, just yet. Yeah. But I've heard stories of women who were saying like, oh, I wasn't that into him, but he like tried to kiss me. So I guess you just go along with it. Yeah. So I don't want to be like... I guess like, I don't have that problem. You've been into every guy that's tried to kiss you? No, I just... Yeah. <laughs> Not many people are trying to kiss me. No, I just think I'm like, ooh, no, if I don't want to kiss them. Oh, you'd like push them away. Oh, I mean, I'm not like WWEing them across the room or something. I'd just be like, like kind of lean out of it. Yeah, but like... And also, I think most guys, weirdly, aren't that bad at reading signals. I don't even think it's about signals. It's just like, all right, I just want to make sure we're both on the same page here. And that's a good way to test it. It's like, all right. She see someone like I uh, yeah I really <laughs> I really am not that worried about the coronavirus me neither. Mm, <laughs> no, you agree. You're right. We are on the same page. Uh, Is that what you're saying? I I kissed them. Season one of the OC was the best. I knew you thought so. <laughs> I don't think that hard about it. And then thank you for giving me something new to overthink because. There's already a lot of things well, I overthink. And no, now I've got something to add to the list. I don't see you as someone who's making the first move anyway. Oh, I think you said I don't see you as someone who overthinks. And I'm like... Oh, oh no, you're definitely someone who overthinks. someone's eyes. You overthink better than the rest of us. Oh, my God. You I'm, know how there's walking and there's jogging? <laughs> I'm aware of those two. Yeah, I am the jogging of overthinking. There's also running, though. Do you reckon I'm running? Maybe. Am I sprinting? You could be Usain Bolt. I'm overthinking. Oh my God. <laughs> you know how they're saying, you're saying there's always like new bullshit sports in the Olympics? Yeah. Mm? Overthinking. Mm-hmm. You could be a gold medal winner. I don't make the first move. 
Well, you tell me. I've, I've not tried to kiss you, but <laughs> I feel... So that, that's the evidence that you're using. You're like, well, I... You've never, out yeah. of the 20 years we've known each other, you've never tried to kiss me. It's like, you're clearly... Like, I'm obviously irresistible. Yeah. That, this is so, a solid theory. You're, for a while, definitely gay is where you're going with it. And you're like, well, she's dating a man. Right, it well, must be that she never makes the first that's move. That's got to be it. Like, she was pining on the inside this whole time. If only she'd said something. Am I wrong? That I was pining on the inside? Not necessarily for me. I'm just saying, do, have you ever made the first move in terms of a kiss? I don't know. Probably. I don't. Again, like, thank God there's something in my life that I don't think this hard about. I don't know. Because I feel like if, like on the few occasions that women have kissed me first, mm. I've purposefully reciprocated. To be like... Yeah. I'll, I'll make the second. You don't have to double dip, baby. Just in case they are overthinking it. Right, okay. Yeah, because then it's like, all right, we're both on the same page. We can take it from here. But it's kind of like I'm not forced into a situation where I'm now... I want you to know that I'm not your kiss hostage. Yes, I don't want to be your kiss hostage, exactly. <laughs> I'm a willing participant. Yeah. If this is a hostage situation, then... Damn it, I've then, got Stockholm exactly. Syndrome. Because I'm all in, baby. Um, no, I haven't noticed. I did notice that, you know, a sliding doors kind of moment? Yeah. My partner and I recently were talking about the night we met because we've run out of conversation <laughs> after living together for a year. So you start at the start again. Sure. Um, anyway, I had my hand like on the table. kind of. I think I was leaning on like a bench. Okay. And so his kind of big move, which now that you know him, like, I'm sure you'll be like, mm, that would be a big move for him. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a big move for anyone. He put his hand on top of my hand. Yeah, that's a, that's a moment. Is that a big move? I, like, it reminds me, like, the time that comes to mind when I did something similar, mm-hmm. I was in year eight. So... Exactly. It was a big move at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we were... He was 27 at the time. But with the mentality of a 14-year-old. Oh, <laughs> pass that on to him. <laughs> No, any physical contact is like taking things a but step forward. But how do I not? Mate, how do I not double dip? Do I have to like lift my fingers up and go? Look, then you put I'm your hand, you put your hand on him somewhere. Oh, you meant on top, like. <laughs> yeah, we play. We suddenly <laughs> went from romantic to uh, I don't know what is that game. Yeah, what is that hand stacking game? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. We're playing human twister like, now. No, then you put your other hand on top. Yeah, sorry. It says uh, right hand, left thigh. No, so I nearly, I thought he did it by accident. So I nearly moved away. So like, oops, sorry. And that would have meant we never got together. But you, like when he, when he puts your hand on yours, were you into it or you're just not even thinking about that? You're just like, oh, sorry, I got to. Uh, I don't think I was thinking about it. Like we were just talking yeah. and then like his hand, like it, he was very subtle. It kind of looked like he was just leaning on the bench and it, like, I was like, oh, I was almost like, oh, sorry. And then I was like, wait, I'll see what he does, I guess. And then it stayed there. Yeah. Well, that's what he was going for. Yeah. Clearly. I know. But I'm just saying like sliding doors moment. I could have like my There's initial reaction universe. was like to pull away. Well, you did pull away and then instantly regret it. And <sighs> in that situation, you wouldn't have gone back and put your hand on him. No, because I would have just assumed it was an accident. Yeah, I know. But now, like, if you just say you pull away, yeah. you process things and you're like, shit, was that an accident? I would just never know. I guess I'm like, mm, Hence proving my point that you don't make the move. Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't make a second move. Yeah. That's true. And so I feel like 
that second move is crucial. It's like the... Oh, it's, it's the change of venues. We've talked about the change of venues, haven't we? Well, you're saying from like going from outside to the couch. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Go to the, so we went to the couch and then we went outside. So it's the double change of venues you're basically in. If you've touched in three different venues of the party, <laughs> it's a go. I'm telling you. It's a formula. Uh, if you ask your boyfriend, hey, when you kissed me, mm. did you wait for me to kiss you back? Do you want me to call him? Oh, no, he would hate that. I'll I mean, ask him. Yeah. Like, I, f- I feel like there's a good chance that you get a, you get a confirmation from that. So yeah. Even if the girls aren't thinking this part through, uh, maybe the guys are. They're maybe just, it's a boy thing. Yeah. I want to throw a hypothetical at you. Okay, I'm ready. You're in charge of a life drawing, a life drawing program. Okay, yeah. You've got 10 models. Mm-hmm. One of them, very attractive guy. Mm-hmm. One of them, very attractive women. Woman. <laughs> She's conjoined twins. Yes. She, <laughs> yeah, one of them, hot girl. One of them, conjoined twins. <laughs> Definitely conjoined twins. That would be so interesting to draw. That would throw a spanner in the works. I if, would definitely If you show up to twins. a life draw, a drawing class and there's conjoined twins and it's like, well, I did not see this coming. No. No, uh, it would be amazing to draw that. That would be like, anyway, I would definitely go with that. <laughs> so, hypothetical over. All right, let me start again. You've got 10 people. One attractive man, one attractive woman. You're trying to get to the end of the 10-week period with the best attendance record and, like, attract the most amount of interest in your class, right? Again, conjoined twins. You don't have any conjoined twins in the lineup, sadly. Shame. No, like, super glue to try and fake it. Oh, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> that's what I was Googling. What week do you place your most attractive models? Ooh. Because... No, because honestly, like having like done life drawing, it doesn't really matter how attractive they are. It's how interesting like the shapes are to make of them. So I feel like you're going to get, even if that's true, you're going to get a few people who are like at least signing up for perverted reasons. Nah, I don't want those people in my class. But they're they're giving you uh, attendance. doesn't matter. I'll fail. Just say at the end of the 10 week period, you get a million dollars. And so you've got you've it. got an investment. I can't even buy a house with that. I'm not. So you're. They'll this kill is you. More of a, this is <laughs> more of a moral hypothetical. What? Will you purposely try to trap perverts <laughs> for money? Will you pander to perverts for money? And my answer is no. So I guess they just shoot me. You're gonna die. I'm fine. I'm dying. I already said I will die. Just to stop hearing people bitching about coronavirus. I'm not talking about some guy like jacking off in the corner. It just piqued his interest when Doesn't he saw matter. the sign up sheet. No, I don't want these creepy people. He's not a creep. He is a creep. He when he shows up, he's like, you know what? I thought I got into this for uh, seeing some hot women. Yeah. But I changed my mind. This is all about the art. And he could become like the next Rembrandt. You've, nah, I'm you've not converted this. him from a creep no. to one of the world's greatest artists. And you're going to die over this. Yes. This is the hill I die on, I guess. Wow. And I'm not saying like this is not No, just... it's creepy. You don't go to life drawing to perv on the models. I'm saying like even if... I've been. So it's weirder for me than it is for you. You've never been. No, I know. And I imagine... Even if there is like that 1% of your brain who is like, well, at least I'll get to see 
some hot naked person that goes away very quickly. Well, yeah, you see them naked for a lot of hours in different poses yeah. and it's like, well, now you're just shapes. But I feel like we can still use that, like, you know, animal instinct to our advantage on the sign-up sheet. I mean, again, I guess in the train, I did see a woman in a bikini on an ad for printer cartridges. Sex sells. <laughs> I mean, there's no correlation between the printer cartridges and bikinis, but they were like, people will buy them if you yeah, put it I, out there. Yeah, she was laying in the sand and the printer cartridges were on the sand with her. I was like, I don't really understand what's going on here. No, but it's tried and true tactic that we've been exploiting in advertising for decades. Yeah. So, my thoughts are, you can put the, the uh, most attractive people in like weeks one and two. Mm-hmm. And then maybe people will be like, oh, this is like the best life drawing class ever. They've just got the hottest models and they'll stick around. Or do you try and pander, like pat it out? Like we'll put the the hot guy at like week four and the hot girl at like week eight and see if they like, will they keep coming until they get to the most attractive people? None of the above. This is weird. Of course it's weird, but... Can I just die? Is that an option? The lack of business acumen. I've got a conjoined twins. That's interesting to draw. We don't have them. They're not. There's no conjoined <laughs> twin life models. My class does. Do you know how many? Uh, how hard it is to get someone to just parade their body around for hours like that. I would that. be a life drawing model. Really? Yeah. Like I guess if you haven't been, you don't know what it's like. But no one is really thinking that way. Someone is thinking that way. Nah. <laughs> All right. Let's change tracks then. I don't usually do uh, mm-hmm. this kind of like wacky news story of the week. Right. No, thing. that is not your thing. But well, because like usually you hear a talk show like this and it's like the same three funny stories that kind of get retold every, uh, every time. Yeah. But I like this one from uh, October last year and seemingly did not do the rounds whatsoever. Oh, flying so- totally under the radar. And I would say undeservedly so. Shame. So, I would like to bring you the story of the five Chinese hitmen. Awesome. So, this is uh, from uh, the New York Post. The headline reads, five Chinese hitmen busted for... Sitting out- in a tree. <laughs> five Chinese hitmen busted for outsourcing murder over development battle. Amazing. This is by Natalie O'Neill. They learned a little something in the construction business. You can always subcontract. <laughs> well, not always, as it would turn out. <laughs> A hitman in China got cold feet, so he hired another guy to do the job. Amazing. But he also outsourced the murder, forging a five-man deep chain of bubbling subcontractors, none of whom actually did the deed. This sounds exactly like construction. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like we, someone's better making a, be making a movie out of it. Here's what I'm going to make a movie out of. Oh, it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Never mind. <laughs> now, well, I was just going to be like, what would you feel hired two hitmen to kill each other? Yeah, it's been done. Yeah. And it did pretty well from my understanding, so good premise. Thank you. Okay, five hitmen to kill each other. (laughs) Yeah. In some sort of round robin. I think that's just John Wick. Yeah, I was thinking of Kill Bill. Or maybe the Hunger Games, you know. Yeah. (laughs) It turns out it's a winning formula. (laughs) All five unnatural born killers were sent to jail over the deadly game of hot potato in which each pocketed some of the cash and paid the next guy less in the country's Zhangxi region last week, USA reported. USA Today reported. The original hitman was first hired by real estate mogul Tan Yohu in 2013 to kill a rival developer who had sued his company over a building battle, according to the outlet. Damn. 
Yohu paid Shi Guanggang around $282,800 to slay his enemy. No, it's but not much. I feel like that's a decent amount. No, I couldn't even buy a house with that. Yeah, but like it's what, like afternoon's work? Well, you told me I could just be weird for a million dollars and I wouldn't do it. I'm not killing someone for 200000 Push comes to shove. <laughs> you would you would play my game. You were just feeling uncooperative to take. Wasn't it's weird. I'll take you life drawing. You and say then you'll be that like, I repent in dust and ashes. I was weird. I'm not denying that it was weird, but you say <laughs> you say that like we didn't start the show off talking about would you get stung by twenty wasps <laughs> if you could increase your penis size. This is a weird show. <laughs> And I just don't understand where the line is sometimes. <laughs> like, why is that fine? And then 10 minutes later, whoa, That's now you're coming across. penis. Okay, fine. It's, I'm the hot life drawing model. Does that make it better? That is just too unrealistic. What if I got stung by the wasps? <laughs> then it would be perfectly realistic. Oh, if a guy had a ginormous penis, that would be interesting to draw. Okay, just say the the guy model does have a ginormous penis, like ludic, like touching the ground, like Charmander's tongue. If that'll, if that's what it takes to get you to play my game, week one, because that would be amazing to draw. Well, well, this is the kind of shit that I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Okay. Do I think you, just the more most interesting person to draw would be week one. But you're just trying to get at like a freak show aspect <laughs> of it. <laughs> like you want conjoined twins and guys with. Well, when are your opportunities to draw that? They're minimal, so that would mine would be so much more successful than yours. No, but because you don't know this going week in. Week one, Charmander penis. Week two, conjoined twins. What are you talking? Why three, is it a Charmander? You know penis? how the Charmander tongue kind of goes on the ground? Oh, lick a tongue. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Charmander has a tail that's on fire, oh. which again would be also quite. <laughs> He's week three. Sure. So, which life drawing class are you going to now? The hot girl life drawing class or the or ludicrously the large dong Charmander and conjoined twins? Life I mean, drawing class. I mean, yours sounds good, but the, we're not allowed. The point is, you can't post this on the on the uh, sign up sheet. Why? It's just like the lineup is: you get what you get. And it's got to string you along enough to get to the next, the next class. Week one, Charmander. <laughs> All right, fine. You've got Charmander penis guy. I'll rephrase. No, this is literal Charmander. Week one. You're drawing Charmander. That's not yeah. life drawing. No, he's real now. So we're talking about the Pokemon <laughs> Charmander. Yes. Like that's essentially if there's like a real world equivalent, it's like draw a dragon. Yeah. That's if I bought a real life dragon. Of course, that's going to get people to come. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. Because there's no such thing as a real life dragon. <laughs> not with that attitude. They only show themselves to people that believe. All right, the guy with like the ridiculously <laughs> long penis is that's touching the ground. Yeah, yeah. And the conjoined twins are your uh, two... Conjoined twins first. I think that'd be the most interesting. That's week one, though. Mm. And then what do you guys... So I see the premise you kind of say, I would lead strong. Yeah. I'd start out strong, put in a few duds, go strong again. But you can't kind of predict where it's going to be strong, where it's going to be weak. And does the guy go first or the conjoined female? I think conjoined twins would be more interesting to draw. So I'd start there. Go strongest. <laughs> so right. it's like strongest, weak, weakish, weakish, strongest. I kind of spread it out a little. This is where I was kind of... Yeah, I'm not going strong, strong, weak. I was thinking like you, you put... Like your best asset, like week four, maybe. No. Because I feel like that you'll get a few weeks of people going like, oh, I'm going to stick with it. But 
like maybe I'm losing interest by week three okay, or four. Okay, so there's two drawing classes next to each other. Yeah. Yours is a human. Mine is a real life dragon. No, where no, are you going? That's not fair. <laughs> exactly. But you've got to go where... You're going where... I would just say, hey, did you not know there's a dragon next door? Everyone is going to draw that. <laughs> Thank you. But, you've got but to that's not the, the hypothetical. Bang. You no, can't that's... say there's a million dollars or there's $10 million next door. Which one do you want? No, Obviously, I'm the dragon is the winner here. You start with the biggest bang. You've convinced me. That's all. You just start with the biggest bang. And then you spread the other one out somewhere in the middle. If a dragon kissed you... Would you kiss it back? I would. <laughs> if I was attracted to the dragon. <laughs> Don't want to double dip. No. Do we care about these hitmen? No, I do. I do. I'm a bit distracted today. It's hot. Just like people it know, it's 40 degrees today I as know. we record this. We're sweating so I'm struggling. It. Like, I've drank... Over a litre of water in the last hour. It's almost like some guy off a charm and a penis is heating up this room as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so dangerous. No, it's really hot. <laughs> Yohu paid Ji Guangan around 282000 to slay his enemy. Not enough. But the would-be killer took the cash and used half of it to hire another hitman, Mo Qiangxiang. According to the report, which cited a release from the Nanying Immediate People's Court. How do you find a hitman? A dark web. Uh, I'm guessing. How do you find the dark web? Google. <laughs> okay. You want to probably go like incognito. Incognito like, mode. Yeah. Dark web. How to access dark web. If uh, 1998's uh, Sandra Bullock film, The Web, the net. the net, is anything to go off, it's a tiny button in the corner of a Mozart yeah, music app. I loved that movie. I liked it. I wrote an, a, a spin-off in primary school creative writing class. What was yours about? Like very similar themes. When I say spin-off. It was like just basically a sequel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the net was about... Yeah, I guess it was more of a sequel than a spin-off. Sandra Bullock is like a hacker or something? No, she's not. Thanks for asking. I'm glad that I got to talk about this because I used to love this film. I've probably seen it 10 times. Wow. Um, so she's just a composer and or like a programmer or something. Anyway, she gets sent to yeah. Piece I think of she software. works in like no, IT. I want to say she's like music. Oh, okay. So she's working on a like CD-ROM called Mozart's Ghost. All right. And like you click on different things, and she notices like a little thing in the corner, and she clicks on it, and it gets her basically into like a secret hacking network, and the company finds out that you know is doing it finds out that she's got it and like steal her identity and do all this shit to her and try to kill her and yeah well they basically delete her uh, online presence well no they make her in, like they give her like a criminal record like they're in everything it's like the government is yeah. using this as well and this is like from 1995 so it was all a bit like uh oh like the internet is gonna be our downfall mm. but oh she's a computer programmer sorry see you've seen it 10 times and you don't know that <laughs> But uh, nowadays, that seems like way more of a problem. Mm-hmm. Like we might have, like I didn't think we had internet banking and stuff back there. But like I think that was a plot point. And she mm-hmm. gets locked out of her bank account yes. and like she can't prove her identity and stuff like that. And she's screwed. But it is like a real fear that like this could happen potentially to mm. someone. You'd be like, oh, if I can't prove who I am and I can't access my money or that kind of shit. But yeah, that movie gets a lot of shit. I haven't watched it for. Some time now. It's 
But also, like, for 1995, she basically, like, the idea is, like, she orders pizza online. She only talks to people online. Like, yeah. she doesn't know anyone in real life. I'm like, was that even possible in 1995? Uh, it, it was probably, like, just possible. Yeah. Like, it's like if you want to get by using only Bitcoin today or something. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's possible, doable, but, but you, it's certainly not the most convenient way of doing things. And you things. annoy everyone around you. Basically. <laughs> But what, I want to know more about your net sequel. I can't remember it that well. Just that I wrote a sequel to the net in grade four. Was it like also about her or? Uh, probably had animals in it. <laughs> I was into animals as well at the time. <laughs> I like, I like it the was, idea. It would have been a crossover between. Because I also wrote Homeward Bound kind of spin-offs. You're doing Homeward Bound in the net fan fiction or whatever slash fiction. Yeah, I reckon that would probably have been... There was probably three animal friends. I quite liked three animal friends as a premise. Every time I learn about (laughs) Vicky's childhood, it (laughs) baffles me even more. I'm like, well, I'm just trying to picture like the girl that you have painted for Mm -hmm. me, basically. Like combine last week's effort of (laughs) not being able to eat McDonald's with this... uh, notion of you like sitting in a corner writing stories about the net but with <laughs> dogs I'm like what is this <laughs> like I yeah it was probably about a dog and cracking the net somehow but like does the dog get black <laughs> like blacklisted because I feel I like that's remember. that's a much lower stakes I don't remember it's like Lassie's uh social security number has been deleted <laughs> like, mm, damn whatever shall he do yeah <laughs> they won't know that he's immunized against kennel cough yeah I don't remember what it, I just remember that I yeah I wrote an inspired a piece inspired by the net and also many pieces inspired by Homeward Bound God, I wish we could dig those up. Oh, amazing. Like, you, they're not at your mum's house or something, right? Yeah, they'd be long gone. I didn't have any friends, so... But that's why your only friend was in literature. <laughs> and my maybe only friend was the process, Ben. Your only friend was Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and maybe you saved that because of how meaningful it was yeah. for you at the time. Well, I remember my first crush was on my next-door neighbour, who was also my brother's best friend. Yeah. And I wrote a novel. It's a preemptive autobiography. <laughs> of... <laughs> Of you and his life together? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. How old would you have been? Six, I'd say. Five or six, yeah. And how old is he? Ten. Uh, okay, so he's the cool older guy. Oh, my God. So cool. What was he doing that was so cool? Like, did he wear sunglasses? He was tall. Yeah. Because nice. he was ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he's, like, older than me. Yeah. And that's how... That's how children work. Right. <laughs> I don't remember anything about him being particularly cool. He was just hot. So is this like from a perspective of like a 40-year-old Vicky or something like looking back on her life? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. Written, I was, like I said, it was a perspective autobiography for your, um, for your consideration. So I was writing from now into the future. So it's like omniscient narrator. Yeah. It's like now they did this, now they did that. It's blow by blow as if it's happening. Okay, so you're basically writing like... As if it could happen next month or something. Yeah, so it was across multiple volumes. So it was like the wedding and... Like yeah, but so like you're talking about the wedding. Is this, we're going to get married when I'm 20 or something like no, that? No, it's just an unclear timeline. Okay, but you just yeah. wrote out key events. Yeah. That would happen eventually. Yeah. What? Okay, so we got the wedding. What else have we got? Oh, I can't remember. The wedding was a big volume. That was, <laughs> that was a particularly big one. Do it was remember, pictures. Do you remember any details? No. But you illustrated yeah. it. Yeah. I remember it was on coloured paper. I, Damn it! I, someone's got to dig this I shit up. I think I gave it to him, but I may have. 
that would be quite the first move. When you, you say, do I ever make the first move? Yeah. I think I gave him a preemptive autobiography of our he lives together. our future together, yeah. older, cool guy. <laughs> and he turns to the page like, wow, you've really captured my likeness. Uh, yeah, I think either I gave it to him or my brother did. And he was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> what, so you, got, you gave him... That was my first and last first move. You got your brother to... No, I don't think I meant to have him as the middleman. He was just... Like, imagine like, your little show sister this, is like I gotta show making this these. Guy. He's like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> it was his best friend. So he would be like, gold mine. <laughs> yeah. Let's go laugh at Vicky in yeah. our treehouse. Pretty much. We hit the fucking jackpot. Like imagine if Lisa made a comic book about being in love with Millhouse. This is what we're talking about. Jackpot. Yeah. Someone's, someone's Hard to imagine it. why I didn't have more friends. If you ever dig these up, you got to bring them in because I know that this is worth the read. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen my mom's house. They're probably somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's like a bit of a hoarder. There's mm. so much stuff around that the Roomba couldn't even uh, move. <laughs> so surely somewhere under a pile of uh, magazines from 90s cooking shows, there is Vicky's childhood uh, pinings. Because I've told you about the stories that my brother wrote, didn't I? Remind me. The Manhattan Tree? I don't think so. Oh, really? He wrote... Mm stories in grade six Mm. about a tree that would reach into windows and tickle people to death. Okay. (laughs) And there was Detective Rompompa Chomp was on the case and the victims would just be found laying in the gutter smiling. That's, you know, there's something to this. And then so then they dismantled the Manhattan tree, like they chopped it down. But then like an evil genius (laughs) from like the wood made the Manhattan tools. And they would unscrew you apart. Like, so it was like a spanner that would unscrew your limbs from other limbs. And you did like a series of these. Uh, Yeah. And then I think it was like a seedling survived and became the Mad Hatter tree. Yeah. That was (laughs) the difficult second uh, novel. Third. Third, yeah. Never uh, quite. And the publishers demanded a trilogy. So like, it's about a murderous tree. Mm-hmm. It seems rather it's a mystery to begin with because it's like all these people are dead with and a big like, smile how? on their face. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Detective Rompop and Chop was on the case. But aren't they all dead within like a 30 metre radius? Oh, no. It's got really long tendrils. But surely if there's like one tree <laughs> with uh, branches leading into all these dead people's bedrooms, <laughs> you'll be like, I'm no, starting to see... It can move. What, it's like a, a humanoid tree that yeah, can uproot? It can't uproot, but it can like... Elastic man. It. Okay, so like it, it uh, grows its uh, branches into someone's window house and then like tickles and them then and then comes retracts. In. It. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Put that in the hands of Stephen King, and you got a winner. <laughs> well, maybe these hitmen should have hired the Manhattan tree or the Manhattan tools. They're more portable. Were they tools made from the branches of the tree? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, like an evil genius got the wood and made it into tools. Okay. My anyway. brother did text me recently. Yeah. About something we brought up on the show. While we're on the topic of my was brother. Was he listening to the show or just No, just because it, it was a topic to do with him that he still is trying to Google the ungoogleable thing that we have between us of this oh, amazing movie that the, we saw together the, with a really square head actor. Yeah, the block face man. <laughs> yes. He was like, have you worked out who the block face man is? And I was like, no, I haven't. And I was like, have you? He was like, me neither. Uh, yeah. For, so it remains a mystery. For anyone unfamiliar, uh, on the prop shows all, we did a segment where... What is something you can't Google? Yeah, basically, like something you remember, but you've never been able to track it down since. To the point where in 2020, it almost feels like a bad dream or something. Like, yeah. You're like, I can't, but 
at least you've got your brother to verify that this uh, this was an actual movie. And so, yeah, you, Vicky brought up a movie about what, someone who got like radiation poisoning? Yeah. Also, like, no, 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 no. That was also great. But they thought these people were dead from their car going off a cliff, but it was like a big mystery and he was coming back and killing people. Like, there's a massive <laughs> plot twist and we were like, mind's blown. And you have to remember, this was in the era of the Manhattan Tools, so we were ready for twists. We, uh, we weren't easily impressed, Ben. But it was such a great film that we've always been like, oh, my God, what was that? I'm going to look it up. But, um, yeah, haven't been able to refind it. And the only thing we can really remember clearly about it is there was a guy with basically a block-headed Frankenstein man. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, enjoyment and shock factor. Yeah. One of the top ten films I've seen in my life. And I'll never know what it was or see it again. Really? Yeah. That's a big call. But you like uh, I can't wait till you can Google a thought because I have images in my mind of it. So like if googling thoughts becomes possible, like Google image search from mental image, horrifying in the wrong hands, but yeah. also really helpful. For those who want to hear the full version of this, uh, mm-hmm. go listen to either episode eighty-five, insane ramblings, or the prop shows, or twenty-two. And I believe you'll get the. That those were the first two times that we ever talked about this to get the full picture painted for you. Yeah, and Ben solved one, so that's really exciting. Yeah, I was looking for the Yada Da Da song, and we got, we got <laughs> yada, there. Da, da. All right, let's go back to these hitmen. All right, when we last left off with this wacky news story, <laughs> they paid $282,000 to uh, kill the first guy. Yeah, he's handed that to the second guy. Yeah, he's like basically like, I'll do it for, if you can do it for half the money. Mm-hmm. But you, you say $282,000 is not enough. And I agree. Oh, yeah. But so, who's I doing feel, that for hundred grand? Well, I feel like surprisingly... I, I would say Hitman can be hired for surprisingly low amounts of oh, money. Oh, look. That's my guess. I've, it's given me lots of ideas to solve problems. <laughs> All right. But Mo didn't kill the developer either. He passed the job off to another guy. So, what's that? They were down to 50 grand? Uh, Yang Ken Shang paying him $38,000 up oh, front. Easily. And promising another 71000 when the job was done. Oh, more difficult. So, so yeah, around like $109,000. So, the second guy's not making that big a profit. No. But I feel like he's kind of getting to what you're uh, suggesting. It's like, well, I can't lowball him too much. Otherwise, he's just not going to do the job. But I guess he did because uh, to ensure he'd finally be killed, Mo gave Yang the victim's photo along with his license plate number, according to the court, the next year, which also, like, I'm surprised. The other guy's not doing that? Well, it just seems like it's dragging out quite a long time. Uh, I thought you were when you were like to ensure he'd be killed, he gave him the photo and the license plate number. I'm like, that would have really helped the other guys do it. I think they're all passing along this information, yeah. But it's just like... If I want to kill someone, surely timeliness is a factor, right? Two weeks tops. Yeah, and they're like, it's the now. Yeah, it's now the next year. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, it's probably fine. Right, and uh, as we're talking, like, this is some guy. Um, eventually, I had to pay out this court case or whatever, and he's developed a property against exactly. Mine, so yeah, the next year, Yang subcontracted the killing to a fourth man. Oh my god, Yang Guangsheng, fifteen thousand for twenty-eight thousand up front and seventy-one thousand upon completion. So he's like. I'll basically make 10,000 profit yeah. on this. A few months later, the second Yang handed it to the fifth man, Ling Shanxi, for a measly $14,000. Wow. So that's ballsy to be like, all right, you can kill him for 14000 Like, remember, we started off at 282000 <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. But if I'm the property developer, I'm like, I need the speed dial of guy five. Because I could get him, like, 
Bang for my buck wise, I can get like 10 killings out of him. Well, if you find out that someone's put a hit on you, like, aren't you kind of offended if it's like as low as $14,000? There's people who kill me for 20 bucks. There's people who give you 20 bucks <laughs> for the chance to kill me. Well, I just feel like if I, if someone's like, hey, this guy paid me $14,000, I'll be like, I'll pay you 15 to kill him instead. Yeah. Why does that not happen? It probably does. Sure. I'm not like well I would well definitely versed. get into a bidding war. Yeah. Well, I guess the... Because I would be like, I'll give you 300000 not to kill me and then call the cops. Yeah, well, uh, I guess the thing is then you also get in trouble for saying, I'll give you 300000 to not kill me. Self-defense. I think the, you're asking, like, why does this not happen? I think the reason it probably doesn't happen more, or at least it doesn't get publicized more, is because if you're a hitman and you go like, hey, I'm hired to kill you, that all of a sudden makes your job a lot more harder. Yeah, but mostly they probably don't do that. They're probably not like open to It's not like Inigo Montoya or whatever. Yeah. They just do it. He's probably not like, well, can you not kill me? Yeah. Mm, I didn't think of it that <laughs> yeah. way. Ling ended up telling the developer about the plot to kill him and together they faked his murder, staging an image of him with his hands tied. <sighs> Seven in, grand each. In an Bummer. apartment attempt. In an, apart, in an apparent attempt. In an apartment attempt. <laughs> In I've lived in a lot of apartment <laughs> attempts. In an apparent attempt None to collect convincing. the cash, according to the outlet. Which is a pretty uh, a smart way to kind of go about it, I thought. Yeah. It's like, if well, someone ever wants to kill you, I'll split the money with you. Why do you get to split the money? If they're trying to kill me. I, or, or if they hired you to yeah, kill me. Okay. I will say this now, that I will kill Ben for money. And people will hear that. Mm-hmm. And they know where it comes. Because I've got access. But sure. then I'll just split the money with you. <laughs> All right, well, I'm up for negotiation. Okay. Eventually, the developer reported the murderous plot to the police, and each of the would-be hitmen was sentenced between two and four years in prison. Oh, that's not much. The developer who sought the initial hit got five years in the slammer. That is not much. Yeah, I know, right? You'd think that that would be at least, like, a decade minimum or something. Yeah. It's like... It's a slap over the wrist. Well, it does seem... I'll be out and ordering hits in no time. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's uh, getting harder and harder to find a good hitman these days, or at least in China. Uh, yeah, I think we discovered why we don't do news stories on this podcast. Yeah, yeah they're too long. Attention <laughs> cannot hold. Yeah, I just need to for read the length a, of one news story, which is literally thirty seconds. I need to read a headline, and that's about all that we can sustain without going on a tangent. <laughs> um, speaking of tangents, got a bit of a crush. Oh yeah, yeah, on. Well, I'll, I guess I'll tell you. Will probably know who he is, so we'll play the Hollywood game again. The speechwriter in Designated Survivor. I can't say I've seen Designated Survivor. Mm. If it's not Kiefer Sutherland, then I can't help you. Oh my god, it is. The whole show is Kiefer Sutherland. In every it's role. It's a one-man act. Cool. I'm suddenly slightly interested in the show. <laughs> it's like didn't realize they were pulling a being John Malkovich approach. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Imagine if the president was everyone. It's the tagline. <laughs> Ooh, you know is. how they're like everyone's the president. This is the opposite. The president is everyone. I mean, again, it's a more interesting show than uh, the actual premise. So. <laughs> also, Kumar from Harold and Kumar. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Cal Penn. He is amazing. I just had a thing for him for no particular reason. He just seemed cool. And then I Has look- he been watching a lot of Designated Survivor, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen him in anything else or it's just no. like, okay. <laughs> so when you say now for no I particular have. reason, it's just because you binged the latest season of Netflix. Essentially because my eyes have been on him a lot. And well, I guess- That's what I'm saying. That like, creates love. The last person- Not for you, you I guess. Well, what do you mean? Because I've, I've been- I've spent a lot of time looking at 
cow pen and no, not falling in love. No, I spend a lot of time looking at you and not falling in love. Oh, we all know you haven't made the first <laughs> move. No, I'm just saying the last guy that you brought to the attention of the podcast was Henry Cavill yeah. of The Witcher. Mm. It's just like, oh, you marathon a season and suddenly I've got to crash on the lead. Yeah, advertising works on me pretty well. Yeah. It's like, look at this. Do you want it? I'm like, I do. And don't forget all the uh, printer cartridges you bought because of that <laughs> ad on the subway. I was starting a business. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's amazing. Have you heard his kind of career trajectory? Yeah, he's uh, obviously quite successful in Hollywood, but I think he worked for like the White House or something. He worked for the president as well at the same time. So he makes me feel woefully inadequate, more so than your average person. I feel inadequate most of the time, but like he's when, really added to that. When Obama was in office, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, he worked for Obama. I think he was like his president of communication or something. Not president of communication. Um, he was head of communication. <laughs> he was br- the uh, sub-president. Yeah. <laughs> but you say that like he didn't get the job because he was also... like I. Well, I don't know. But well, he wasn't working for Obama before he was Kuma, is my point. But you're arguing then that Obama purposely hired Kuma. He did. <laughs> to be his communications officer guy. Howard and Kuma was Obama's favorite film, famously. Mm, yeah. Uh, no, like, I mean. No one's like, we need someone to communicate with the masses. They're like, I know, I've just got a guy. guy. I forgot you. <laughs> it was just on on uh, late night and, <laughs> you know, flipping channels. And like, how about this dude? He yeah. seems smart. Yeah. He knows how to get White Castle in a pinch. Yeah, I mean, I assume the guy's obviously quite intelligent to get that job. Oh, he is, Ben. But... I've got a crush on him. <laughs> so you've scoured his Wikipedia page? I know, more so that just he'll be amazing oh, in every right. way for at least two to three weeks. Sure. But if he wasn't in that movie, he doesn't get the White House job. You don't think so? It's the same with um, Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Harold and Kumar, like it was a springboard for his career resurgence as well. So what you're trying to say is we need to be in the next Harold and Kumar. No, because <laughs> those movies fell off a cliff very quickly. Oh, after right. That. Okay. Like the first one, hilarious. They should have just stayed at White Castle, you think? They really should have. The second one, like I thought was like, you know, had a few laughs, but I certainly <laughs> don't remember much about it. And then the... Uh, well, what blows my mind, the one you're about to come up to is... He was working in the White House, took a leave of absence to make Harold and Kumar Christmas 3D, and then went back to working in the White House. Because he probably feels like he owes that franchise his career. But also, who is the president that is like, yes, go and make a stoner film about illegal drugs and then come back to your job here? But you've got to acknowledge that it's like when, if I hired Jason Biggs to be my (laughs) press secretary. He has to go and fuck a pie. If, if, through. if he says, sorry, Ben, I've, uh, I Making can't American come to work seven. today. Yeah. I'd be like, of course you do. You're Jason Biggs. And I knew that hiring you. But like you're making a film about illegal drugs and. But it's a film. Yeah. But the American people don't know that. Uh, you would hope the president could at least distinguish <laughs> no, between the two. What I'm trying to say is the president would be like, this is not going to look good. But I guess he doesn't care. Of course he doesn't care. I mean, he's admitted to smoking pot anyway. Has he? Well, yeah, at least, uh. you know, back in his college years I or feel whatever. like he didn't inhale. Wasn't that the whole thing? <laughs> Maybe. After well, go. they definitely inhale in Harold and Kumar. But I just think it's a bad look. Well, it's like even... Like, I know there's a lot of hesitation these days about, like, oh, I don't want to hire this guy because he doesn't have a squeaky clean career. Yeah. But again, this was, like, even before all of that, so... 
that was less likely to be a problem. But even like Sarah Silverman, for instance, right? She goes on TV regularly, says like the most fucked up, dirty shit possible. But it's like her stand-up act. It's not it's her. It's not her, no. And so Disney are still willing to hire her for like Wreck-It Ralph and you can be like a little princess or whatever. You can do both even though your other half of your career is saying totally offensive shit all day. Yeah, that blows my mind. I'm like, yes, go off and make your film glorifying illegal drugs and but then come back to your job at the White House. But that's the way it should be. If he was actually drug running in his spare oh, time, then yes, maybe we would I have agree a with you. With that should be the way. But, like, judging from America, I don't feel like it is. Again, we're talking about America, like, what, 2009 or something? Maybe now. It was a big scandal that Obama smoked pot at the time. But so what are they like? Like, no, 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 Harold's just acting. That's okay. Well, again, in this film that glorifies pot. You said you didn't even know about this until, like, recently, right? I don't think this was, like, I... Big news. I remember hearing about it at the time. But I don't think most people know who's in the White House. No. But anyway, blew my mind that they allowed that. Yeah, well, anyway. Imagine if they were, like, at your job, gave you a week, like... Not even a week. It would have been like a couple of years or something off. It was oh, probably, probably not. It was like probably a like a couple, couple of months. Let's say like two months to yeah. go film a movie. Well, not even to go film a movie. You're like, I have to go kill someone and then I'll be back. <laughs> You're really equating <laughs> this to something completely different. <laughs> I would hope that if I told my work, uh, I'll be back after I commit a murder or two. I just uh, got some Chinese hitmen that want me to do them yeah. a solid. I'm 10 deep. <laughs> yeah. I got to go fake my death. I would hope the response would be like, I'm sorry, we can't hire you anymore. And uh, they would probably, yeah. But if I was like, I'm going to go film a movie about a hitman, then I would hope for some understanding. Like, what if it was a movie where, like, I can't even think of like a comparison. Well, I think like where it gets... Like, obviously, Americans are very hysterical. Or there's a segment of America that is very hysterical about drug use and people glorifying drug use. Well, if I was, for instance, like, um, do you know the actor Jackie Earl Haley? He was so. uh, he was in uh, the Watchmen movie as Rorschach. Yeah, okay. And uh, he always plays characters like that that are, like, super creepy. Yeah. And there's a movie, for instance, where he plays a pedophile. Ugh. And every time I see him work. in something like that, I'm like, oh, there's the guy that was that pedophile. But it's like, he was so convincing as a pedophile but now I can't not picture him as a pedophile. I've got that same problem with the No Country for Old Men guy. You always see him as like a creepy... Oh, you know. just little. Like, everyone's like, he's so hot. I'm like... Yeah, Javier Bardem. Yeah, he's obviously like one of, like, you know, world's sexiest men kind of list yeah, level yeah. people. But I can't see that. He's so unsettling to me. So that is like the fear. Like, if there was two doors and one was a spider and one was Javier Bardem... <laughs> Like I, you just never hang myself. Go, yeah, yeah. I just sit in that room for the rest of my life. But I guess I would go spider way. But it's like you saw. Like a lot of people were watching Vicky Christina Barcelona, and they're like, "Oh, who's this like sexy old man?" I was not. And I was like, "Vicky, like, get run. out of there! Yeah. Flee, Scarlet! <laughs> push, go. push Christina in front of him <laughs> and get out of there." So was Vicky Scarlet? I think so. Yeah, she was. You just, I don't know Because they've got the same name now You're all I mean the other one was Selma Hayek I believe So it's not like It's a bad choice either way No just a hot girl Has got my name <laughs> Yay uh, I, well, well, Obviously like you ben, can't ben, differentiate the hottest man is Ben In like the biggest film of the year You'd be like This is great news Well I've always thought about Like remember there's that Simpsons episode Where Homer's watching a show 
and the main character is called Homer Simpson. Yeah. And he's like a, a James Bond, like a suave type. And then the next week, the uh, show gets changed and he's like this bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. Like that could happen to any one of us at any oh, time. Oh, absolutely. It's happened to me. But not, not uh, in a fictional show. Yeah. But in a crime, like mini series, like true crime, someone with my full entire name. There was like someone called Vicky Smith. Got murdered. Were they a major character in the show? No, or? no it's a documentary. Oh, right. Yeah, because like at any point, like there could be a movie where like the pedophile's name is Ben Moore <laughs> and now forever. Like I remember when, we, like, were, yeah. when we were in high school, there was a recruitment ad for the military. Rebecca and Hall is Vicky Bummer. Oh, uh, okay. Well, she's good too. I mean, she's not not hot, but who's a, no, no Scarlet. Is Scarlet Christina? Must be. Who's Barcelona? <laughs> we all are. <laughs> when we yeah, were in Scarlett high school. Scarlet is Christina Bummer. When we were in high school, there was a recruitment ad for the military mm-hmm. and you know how they've got like the talking heads and it's like here's some dude standing in front of a helicopter and they're talking about like yeah man since i joined the military i've grown 10 feet and i am a million dollars richer yeah and the guy's name was darren irvine oh wow was which one is of the guy our we in school with yeah and so i like casually offhandedly mentioned it to him and he's like dude you don't know how many times that i like all day I just get mentioned, hey, you were like in a military military recruitment commercial just because they got the same name. Wow. And so like that's just like an innocuous example. Mm -hmm. But that could go so much worse. Oh, like mine didn't go badly. It was just really unsettling. It might have even been a podcast because I I can't really remember it that well or a radio show. But it's very unsettling for people to say, like to hear about your own murder. Exactly. And just like... Like can you imagine like you're driving down the road and it's like and then Ben Moore... Like had his last, like Ben Moore was last seen alive at fucking yeah. TGI Fridays. It's so unsettling. Like that's what freaked me out about mine because it was a true story, and they were like narrating my murder because <laughs> it was my name, like my full name. So it was like you know Ben Moore was then brutally chopped, hacked up, and um, was left on the side of the road for three days. It's so unsettling. And did you uh, look up the dates of uh, this murder? And it's like. Oh my God, July first, twenty twenty two. The last time I, <laughs> I was thinking the opposite, like. <gasps> That was the last time anyone could see me. <laughs> Everyone has been really weird since 1997. Yeah, weird. thought it was the millennium, but <laughs> I've been dead 23 years. Um, no, it's super fucking weird. Like that, I think, I understand what you're saying. Like, and I'm not taking away from that, but the fact that I listened to my own murder is very weird. Yeah. So like, That's particularly odd in a different way. I can understand if Cal Penn left the White House and did some kind of murder. Or, sorry, not some kind of murder. Some kind of movie where he played a character like that. Some kind like of murder, that. harder to come back from. <laughs> where he played a movie where he was a character like that, where he was just like giving an Oscar-worthy performance. But now, like, you know, you hear stories about like soap opera actors in the yeah. streets. Like people will kind of confuse them with their characters. Like mm-hmm. if he's now the next John Wayne Gacy or whatever, and people are like spitting on him in right. the streets everywhere he goes or something. That might be a distraction at the White House. But he's still playing a role. <laughs> I feel like hopefully he's picking and choosing his uh, his films with that in mind. It's like, oh, okay, I won't play the pedophile in case that happens. Like that, yeah, it comes yeah. to bite me in the butt. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I watched the first movie pretty good. The second movie... Like, I've seen none of them, so that part of my life's ahead of me. The second movie, I remember being like pretty awful. Uh, Harold and Kuma Christmas 
is uh, like the only time that we've been in a blackout in this apartment was when I was watching that movie. And so I maybe got like 15, 20 minutes into the film and my God, have I never felt better about a blackout. <laughs> like that was the closest I've come to believing in miracles because it was like, this is a sign that I am not supposed to watch a Howard and Kumar Christmas because goddamn, this movie sucks. <laughs> and you know what? As bad as a blackout is, so much better than a Howard and Kumar Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't become a religious man after that, but if I die and go to heaven and I was like... God's like, that's when I reached out to Yeah, you. I'd be like, I'd believe it. I You'd felt like, you at that I moment. I knew you were there with me, yeah. saving me from this. From the mistakes of uh, Cal Penn's career. And then I'd ask him, did he just do that movie as a favor to the director? Because... He had given him his career and God would just like give a knowing wink. <laughs> we all know the truth. I did. It just reminded me, sorry, I was looking up trying to find this murder thing. And um, I remember someone sent me an article that's come up now about a woman called Vicky Smith that killed herself. We get it. You're the last surviving Vicky Smith. <sighs> They're dying out. And they wrote, to, they sent the article to me and then said, is this you? <laughs> So, I don't know what... <laughs> yeah, what do you respond to that with? Cause, uh, no. <laughs> well, what if you did say yes? Would they be like, oh my God, what a twist. <laughs> yeah. I think that brings us to the end of another episode. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. You can email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Uh, I've been Vicky. You can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net. We'll find us also. You can also, of course, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Jump on our uh, iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. So uh, every episode is automatically downloaded for you. And, of course, we're on Spotify. Um, away. See you both. Fine, I'm willing to die. No one's who's saying that you could die. People will be like, oh, it's so dangerous, can't believe it. Like, well, just don't say it to them. I won't. Yeah, I feel like there's an easy solution to this. Oh my god, that building really needs its window washed. Yeah, I know. I love how I you guess say Wuhan. Window wash. How do you just, say it? No, I, or I disdain, think that's you right. mean? But it's just like the way you like really hang on to the ooh because of the disdain. Well, it's because it's the only thing I know about it now. <laughs> like, like, it, like, it's not like Wuhan is famous for its, I don't know, Wuhan cheese or something. That <laughs> I mean, it won't I, be now. It's like when I was waiting for that rock band drum kit. Yeah. And it was stuck in Edison, New Jersey. Oh, it's like now like, the only... Mm, like, no, one, I can ever think of. Yeah. I always get New Jamaica or something in New York. Or is it Jamaica, New York or Jamaica, something? Jamaica, Queens? Yeah. I get that a lot. You don't like Jamaica, Queens? For that reason, because my stuff's always stuck there. Oh, really? What are you buying that's getting routed through Like, <laughs> almost everything. Queens. That's so weird. A lot of stuff I buy from the States goes from Jama- through Jamaica. It seems to be where they fly it out from. Huh. Hmm. It's in ramblings.